Okay, so I would have said Matthew 16, but uh, I can't say Matthew 16 because it's a continuation. You see, uh, the believer is God's temple, right? The believer is God's house. And there's something that God, the way God designs his temple is that he designs his temple as a temple of worship. Worship. In other words, when God says you are the house of God, you may be wondering why, am I, why I'm saying this, because that's not where we stopped, right? But I'll, I'll take it up, don't worry. When God says we are his house, we are his temple, or we are the place of worship, it's such that God is saying that this house will be where I will carry out my work. Amen? So when, you say, when we say we are the temple of God, it's not just an affirmation, but we are saying that this is where God carries out his work on the earth. Now, I want you to understand that there are other supernatural beings. Just listen carefully. That also wants to go against what God wants to do on the earth. And if that is the case, the believer must see himself as the one in charge of what God wants to begin to do on the earth today. In other words, the believer is a custodian to put a stop, right, on the works of the enemy. Amen. What I just told you is so important and vital to the call of God for your life. Because prayer is not just fellowshipping with God. Prayer is a ministry. Amen. Prayer is a what? It's a ministry. And it is by that ministry we put a stop to the works of darkness. Are you following? Okay. So put that somewhere. And you'll see how to come out shortly. So, in the last session, we said something. A lot of people had some questions. They came to meet me. I hope I'll be able to answer it um, uh, as I cheat. If I don't, wait till tomorrow or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yes. So, we were in Genesis 6, right? That's... I think that was the last verse we quoted. Genesis 6, last book. And in Genesis 6, I said that where we saw the word flesh, right? Where we said the word flesh, we defined the word flesh to be wicked and corruption, right? We saw that man is wicked and man is corrupt. So in verse 3 and 4, let's read that. Genesis chapter 6. Verse 3 and 4. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. 
And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also, after when the sons of God came in into the daughters of men, and the bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So, what we have seen is that we have seen a consistent word used for supernatural beings, that, and that word is that they were called sons of God, right? We've seen it. Psalm 82, Genesis 11, uh, Deuteronomy 30, what? 32. Thank you very much for that. Deuteronomy 32. And remember, we said that angel, the word angel is a job description. It's not a particular thing. It has to be qualified. It has to be defined. Can you remember? Okay. Now, the, 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 why that is important, I was sharing during the break to some, some people. Why that is important is that the authors don't want you to be confused. Right? So every time they use the word angel, they always want to qualify. That's okay. When we say angel, oh, see what we are talking about is here, God. Oh, no. Messengers. Oh, this. Do you get It's always qualified. Okay. So context is key in that subject. Amen? Okay. So <clears throat> now, so I began to say towards the end of that last session that, that the New Testament writes in a codified language. Right? And what do we say codified languages? Things that are written in short phrases, right? Good. Now, so I said that the example of these supernatural beings or these sons of God is what Paul will refer to principalities and powers. Jesus is raised above these sons of God. Jesus is higher than them. Right? Good. So, now, in the Greek writings, when you say principalities and powers, you are referring to territorial things. Right? Territorial things. And remember, in Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, we saw that God separated the nations according to the sons of God. He separated the territories, right? Right? Good. So, this means that sons of God are what Paul refers to as principalities and powers. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Paul says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Please ensure you're writing. I mean, you guys just went on a break, so you should not be tired. He says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of what? Of this world. So, these descriptions are wicked spirits in the heavenlies. Right? They are wicked spirits in the heavenlies. See, let me tell you something. Christianity, right, is not an absence of wicked spiritual. Right? There are wicked spirits in the gospel that we preach. 
Amen? I didn't say the gospel we will preach is wicked spirits. I'm saying that wicked spirits are in there in the sense that they wrestle against the preaching of the gospel. Amen? Amen? Amen. So any uh, pastor or minister of the gospel that is telling you there are no witches, there are witches. Amen? They are witches, they are wizards, they are evil spirits. And me be bull. <laughs> I've lost myself. That's your about Evil spirit. <laughs> I, I went into my MFM mood. <laughs> but evil spirit. Amen? Praise God. Okay. So, <clears throat> so you will see that. So, Jesus' redemptive walk. Please listen. He's, if, listen, if there are supernatural beings, these wicked spirits, right, that are in opposition to the plan of God, it will mean that Jesus' redemptive work is first of all supernatural. His work, his redemptive work is supernatural. What does that mean? His death on the cross was a warfare. Didn't you see it? In Matthew 16, where we read, he says, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not what? Prevail against it. By saying that statement, Jesus declared war against principalities and powers. Against Wicked spirits. Against the forces of darkness that are waging war against man's soul. Best believe, evil spirits don't want you to walk in the plan of God for your life. Because if you do, they know that you are going to take men out of darkness. Best believe that. Amen? See, my mentor says this. My mentor says this, something that is very trembling, but it's true. He says that when Satan wants to mess up a man's life, right, even a believer, a serious believer, he will bring, the first thing Satan will do is that he will mess up your schedule. That's the first thing he does. That is, the things that they are legitimate to, legitimate things, right? but it will bring it to just disrupt your schedule. So activities that you want to have for God, you will not be making excuses. So one of the things Satan does is that he messes up, he wants to mess up the schedule. So before you know it, he will take you out of the church. Take you, bring a job. Bring it. Now, am I saying you should not get a good job? No, I'm not saying all those things. But you see, you have to be sensitive as a believer, Right? You have to follow the leading of the Spirit as a believer, right? In choosing, right, the opportunities that come your way. Not every opportunity should jump to. Amen? Amen. It's trembling. So that's why we pray. Amen? Amen? Are you following? Okay. So, Jesus declares war against the forces of darkness, waging war against man's soul. So, listen, that means that there were 
beings. There were beings God, that God created who rebelled against him. We have seen it, Psalm 82, right? And they were called, so somebody asked that, okay, since God created them, what were they meant to do? In Psalm 82, we see their job description, their, what their responsibilities, they were to protect man, basically, right? They were to protect man. So, so, and they were called sons of God. Now, remember that they were also, when we say sons of God, remember that that means that they were called Elohim. Can you, you know, we saw that. Sons of the mighty, right? Yeah, sons of El. So, <clears throat> now, listen carefully. One of such beings was mentioned in Genesis chapter 3. Stop. I want to tell you something now. I said it yesterday. For every rebellion of man in the scriptures, you will see a supernatural influence. And let me tell you why, what they are doing. When God will say something, this supernatural being will walk behind a man to directly go against that thing that God said. It's like, let's say God said, this is a microphone. They will come and say, this is a speaker. They will attack that thing exactly. In case you don't believe, let me just digress. In case you don't believe, don't you see today the attack of man's makeup? God said, man and woman. This is the same attack. They said, man and, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't want to be censored. <laughs> it's the same after it, it is direct. They don't, they don't miss it. They don't miss it. Because what they are doing is that they want to thwart the plan of God. So why am I saying this? I'm trying to tell you that believers need to be extra sensitive. Amen? Amen. Praise God. See. Okay, that's another story for another day. So, so one of such beings, so in Genesis 6, right, when man went into rebellion, there were supernatural beings causing that, 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 right? In Genesis 11, when they built that tower, right? Why did they build that tower now, right? To... To rebel, but what they were looking for is that they wanted to allow their own name. But that's not God's plan. If you go back to Genesis 1.26, God's plan is that, and God made man in his image and in his likeness. 27, male and female, he made them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply. So God intends that man, right, will multiply his kind, his image, on the earth. They say, no, we will multiply our own name. So that was a direct attack against the plan of God. They, are, they know what they're doing. Are you following? So one of such beings, again, leading to man's rebellion, is in Genesis 3. Why am I saying this? I want you to know that the gospel is supernatural. It's supernatural. 
You cannot be preaching the gospel and what you are doing is knowledge gymnastic. You can't be bringing, yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, yeah, you, are, you are speaking English. Amen? The gospel is supernatural. I will show you. You see it. Genesis 3. Go there. Are you there? <clears throat> Knowledge is good, though. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Genesis 3. So one, one of such beings is in Genesis 3. And he is called the serpent, right? <clears throat> but you see, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. And what Genesis 3 wants, it says, And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Now, I want you to know that when Moses said serpent here, it has nothing to do with Satan or the devil possessing an animal. Okay? It has nothing to do with snakes. There's some people in some part of maybe Nigeria or maybe Africa, they eat snake. And they say it's a sweet uh, meat. I can't eat it though. It's unclean. I'm not a Jew though. <laughs> but there are some, you know, they enjoy it. Amen? You understand? There's some strange animals that I cannot eat. Eh? Like dog. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> you know, there are some strange animals. You know, some people are, some people eat oh. Can you eat whole? That's not too big, but Abba. <laughs> okay. So now, Genesis 3. The word serpent in the Hebrew is the word nakash. Pay attention. It's the word nakash. Nakash is N-A-C-H-A-S-H. 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 That word, if you read it in the Bible, that word, nakash, it means to practice divination or to practice fortune telling. I'm telling you the definitions. It means to practice defini um, divinations, to practice fortune telling, to observe signs, to, to learn by experience supernaturally. Should I say it again? Number one, to practice divination. That's the word nakash, what it means. To practice fortune telling, to observe signs. Uh, are you getting it? Okay, and lastly, to learn by experience supernaturally. Nakash is used as enchantment in the following verses that we're going to read. We're going to read all of them, all of them. So please, I, I want you to be very quick. Okay, um, the media guys, I just want you to be very quick. So, um, so go to the media guys. Go to 2 Kings 17, verse 17. Just you go there. Us, go to Numbers 24. You guys go to 2 Kings, verse 17, verse 17. We should go to Numbers 24, okay? So we're going to read it at the same time. So go to Numbers 24. That's we, with your Bible. Go to Numbers 24. 
the word nakash. It's used as enchantment. So it says, so verse 1, Numbers chapter 24, verse 1. And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, it went not as other times to seek for what? Enchantment. That's the word nakash there. But he set his face towards the wilderness. Okay, so everybody look up now. And let's read 2 Kings 17, 17. It says, and they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divinations and enchantments. Are you saying that? And sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Now, this activity is an activity. What is going on here is idolatry, right? So this, the children of Israelite, they sacrifice their children, right? And they, this, and they use divination and enchantment to do it, right? So again, this is, some, this is an evil thing going on. An evil spirit is behind this. Amen? Okay. Are you there? Okay. So, now, um, uh, let's go to Second Chronicles. Everyone now. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. This, this is it being used as enchantment, right? Second Chronicles chapter uh, 33. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 33, <clears throat> verse 6. Verse 6. He says, Second Chronicles. He says, and he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Enom. Also, he observed times and used what? What's the next thing? Witchcraft and what? So, when you see this word, you should understand that there are evil spirits at work. Right? Right? Okay. Now, go to Deuteronomy. Now, the media guys, go to Genesis 44, verse 15. Now, we will go to Deuteronomy 18, verse 10. This time, this time, the word is used as enchanter. In Deuteronomy 18, verse 10. Enchanter. Let's go there. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. He says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his sons and daughter to pass through the fire, or that use divination, or an absorber of time, or an enchanter, or a what? Or a witch. Or a witch. So you see, now I want you to observe that all the places we've read, do you notice that it is their children that is being attacked, that they are using? Is it happening today? Eh? Is happening today? I just want to tell you that there's nothing new. Eh? Amen? Just, that's food for thought. Genesis 44, right. Genesis 44, 15. It says, now it's used here. Ah, okay, sorry. I'm surprised. Genesis 44, 15. It's used here as divination, actually. But it's the word divine here. It says, and Joseph said unto them, what did is this that ye have done? Would ye not that such a man as, as I can certainly divine? Look, verse 16. Go to verse 16, please. Okay, no, that's not it. Well, the word divine there is the word nakash. Anyway, 
Right? The word divine there is the word nakash. So, back to Genesis 3. So, if what Moses is describing, no, now, we know we have seen it as divination, right? We have seen it as enchantment, right? And we have also seen it as an enchanter, right? That, that would be like a noun, enchanter, a noun. So, in Genesis 3, Moses begins to describe a being. So if it's describing a being, it will be a now. So we can read it and say, now, right? The enchanter, right? Amen? Not serpent anymore, right? Can you see that? We can say, now the divinely being or enchanter was more subtle. Amen? 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 Amen. That's a commentary. You should write that in your notes. That's a commentary. Or put it somewhere in your Bible so you understand it. <laughs> You're looking at me. <laughs> Amen. So, so, Nakash in Hebrew refers to a supernatural experience, a divination. Basically, it's referring to a supernatural being. Right? Amen? A supernatural being. Notice that the account we are about to read in Genesis 3 is an account of man fall, right? That's what we're about to read, man fall. But Moses wants to introduce man fall, and he begins from a supernatural standpoint. Are you seeing that? Okay. So, <clears throat> so Genesis 3. Sorry, the fan has blown it. Genesis 3. Yeah. Is it clear so far, guys? Can I see your hands if it's clear? Everybody's raising their hand. Okay. Irene, is it clear? Okay. Genesis 3. So, um, now, so, what, we know the story that this being went to meet the woman and talked about eating of a tree, right? Okay. Now, we're not really going to talk about the tree part. But I want you to notice verse 5. Now, the NKJV, because some of you may be using NKJV, the NKJV got it wrong. Right? The NKJV got this reading wrong. I'll show you. This is NKJV. You can look at it anyway. So, before we go back to the KJV, it says... For God knows, this is Satan, the, the being, right, talking, right? So for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like what? God, knowing good and evil. It, do you know why this is wrong? I'll tell you why it is wrong. What did this enchanter, this being, want Adam, basically Adam and Eve, let's just say that, to eat? What was, what tree? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Can you eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and be like God? So why did they write it like that? Are you following? Now, hold on. It may be confusing you. What does the tree of life do when a man eats it? Huh? Yes, but what does the man become? He's in the image of God, Right? That's what the man, the man becomes, uh, sorry, you know, ah. 
I can't be going back to that. So, uh, um, so when a man eats the tree of life, right, he, he comes into the image and the likeness of God, right? So that means that this is, you know, remember what I said, that the attack is that they attack the plan of God, right? They attack the plan of God, remember? These beings attack the plan of God. So what is the plan of God here? The plan of God is that man will be in his image and likeness. So if they are going to attack the plan of God, will, they, will it be the opposite? Right? So that means that the sin or the opposite will be that these beings will want man, right, in their own image, not in the image of God. So go back to the KJV. Do you get it? So go to the KJV. You will see it in the KJV now. In the KJV, he says, he says, and you shall be as what? As what? That word there is Elohim. It's the same word in Psalm 82. You shall be like God. That is, when you take of the tree of this knowledge of good and evil I'm giving you, you will be like as I am. Do you understand? So, it is an attack against, so God wants man in his image, right? These beings, we say, no, no, we will make this creature that you have made to be in our own image. So, that, that means they want man to be part and parcel of darkness. Are you understanding it? So, in other words, when he says, you will be like God. He's saying that you will be like one of us, right? Like the supernatural being. Are you, do you understand? Huh? Now, like I said, this is contrary to what God wanted man to be, right? So that means Genesis 3, the environment of Genesis 3, is it a supernatural environment? Yes. That's a supernatural being. In that same Genesis 3, another supernatural being comes in. God. So that means that environment is a supernatural place. So we can call it the realm of the heavenly. The unseen world that Moses is communicating to us. Do you understand? Are you getting it? I'm not saying anything deep. I just told you that the reason why we can qualify that place as supernatural is because the elements that they are talking about are supernatural too. Are you following? Amen? Yeah. It can't be difficult. This is just mathematics. Amen? That place is where? Heaven. In the heavenlies. In the sense that what do we see? Is, is the Nakash a physical man? That's a spirit being. So that means that what is going on there is a supernatural conversation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh? So it's like, it's like tree of life. Is there a physical tree called tree of life? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so write this down. That the context of Genesis 3 the context of Genesis 3 is a supernatural world. A supernatural world. God wanted man to be in his image. 
this being, this de- Satan, the devil, wanted man to also be in his image. You see, the reason why, are you guys listening there? Hello? Are you listening? Now, you see, the reason why we are going this route is that, like I said earlier, you must see that when we look at the gospel, it is first a, it has to be seen in a supernatural context. Where the conversations we are having are spiritual. Amen? They are spiritual. So, you see, because an attempt, I shared it with the pastors when we, when we were talking, I said that there's an attempt that is being made to reduce the gospel to just intellectualism. No! The gospel cannot just be, a, I'm not saying it's not, it's bad to study like we have been doing. We have been quoting Greek, we have been quoting Hebrew, we have been, you know, we have been doing things that require our intellect. But the, we cannot tie the gospel to just that. The gospel is supernatural. The man that has been given the gospel must see himself as a supernatural being. Do you understand? So when you are talking to somebody who is not born again, don't look at it and be laughing. You are dealing with an evil spirit at work. Amen? That's what you are dealing with. Are you listening? That's why Paul will write that. Um, um, you, cannot, you cannot be joined with the temple of idols and the temple of, He called the unbeliever a temple of idols. You, you get it? Why is that poor boy? Now you are too. No! That's his identity. So that means when, when what God has sent you, God has sent you into a world where your rules of engagement must be supernatural. It must be supernatural. See, if you understand the supernatural standpoint of the gospel. Right? It will change your prayer life. I'm telling you. It will change your prayer life. Because you understand that which you are praying for ah, is that that person will be taken out of the territory of darkness. This is the job of the anointed. Do you get what I'm talking about? Amen? Let me tell you. My sermon is the fellowship of the anointed. So, you, we, must not, we must not reduce it. Amen? We must not reduce it. See, if we see that what is going on in Genesis 3, right, is supernatural, sin will make sense to you. That sin to his spiritual is primarily spiritual. Man is found in death. He did, and he did not die physically. So you know that, ah! Something spiritual has gone wrong. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, all the rebellion, all the rebellion that you will see in scripture, 
right? That you will find men in scripture. You are looking at a supernatural being at work. Amen? So that is why, listen, that's why Paul, Paul will say that my words was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Are you seeing it? We don't preach the gospel with persuasive words, guys. We don't. You cannot, uh, you, can, you can't be, you want to be debating with a temple of idol. Hey, Egami. You can't be debating. You would have first gotten on your knees. Do you understand? Are you understanding what I'm saying? You see? That means that the gospel has to be preached in a supernatural way. The gospel has to be preached in a supernatural way. What does it mean to preach the gospel in a supernatural way? It means that it must be engineered by unremitting prayers. Unremitting prayers. It must be engineered by the power of the Holy Ghost. So the gospel is not an advice. You are not advising anybody. God did not call you to be a therapist. Somebody will meet you and be telling you all the problems. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. No. After he has told you, you say believe. You communicate the gospel. What's wrong with you? I'm saying this meeting is to set you on the track that God has called you. The course of your life. The ministry of the spirit. The ministry of the gospel. You can't be playing. Amen. See, I used to tell people. When you want to join a church, right? Join a church that they know how to pray. Oh, okay, don't join. Don't join. That is why, as you're looking at me, as much as I know that where I came out from, the uh, MFM, right? I know that they may not know Greek, Hebrew, and this thing, but they know that they are supernatural beings, and I this true. Amen? Amen? So if you are a believer, you know the Greek and Hebrew, you said we are, we, are, we are working in I know we are working in victory. I know, I know. But when you see the activity of the evil one, you say, stop there in the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. Of course, you will not say in the name of Jesus. You say, stop. For you, you say, say, you say, say in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen? That's what we do. That's what we do. See, you, I told you this. Uh, that thing very fast. Okay, it just went. Okay, okay. I was wondering. Ah, we're not in heaven yet. Speed of light should not be working now. <laughs> so listen. So that means that the way you must look at your office. Are you getting this? the way you must look at your office? You must look at your office from a supernatural standpoint. When we talk about the gift of the spirit, the demonstration of the gift of do you know why we do it in the local church? Do you know why? We do it so that, yeah, in the local church is practice. When you get to the real world, that's the real thing. You know, ah, I remember when we used to do NYC, rural rugged. Some of you may not know it. We cannot go to rural rugged 
and we see a demon, and we say the Greek word, Greek word, Greek word, Greek, Greek word is here. Greek word is here. Greek word is for us to say, oh, okay, I know the spirit. No, when you get to the field, you don't do Greek word. You say, come out. I mean, pastor, uh, can't be playing, no. Because our work is supernatural. Amen? Listen, guys. The work is so supernatural that in the redemptive work, God made it so easy that he placed us over the spirits. So that means, listen, I, I said this to my church guys. I said that the authority of the believer is so great that it is committed in the preaching of the gospel. That is, I will find God's authority in my preaching. In other words, that means if God tells me to go and preach, no evil can stop the power of God. So that means if I see an activity of the evil one, it is not when I should say, um, let's come back for it. No, no, no. Right there. Right there. Right there. In the name of Jesus. I remember there's something that happened some years ago. Uh, I was in a place and I was getting um, young people. I was getting them filled with the Holy Ghost. So after I taught them and I wanted to get them filled with the Holy Ghost, that's how there was just one small boy. One small boy. And every time I was about to say, okay, let's just come together and pray, the boy would just run into the mist of all of them. He would not be playing, scratching everywhere. He did that thing two, three times. I said, this one, so he's a small boy. And I know he's a small boy. So as he was doing that, I just said, in the name of Jesus, sit. That's why I told you. The boy sat down. And I got those people filled with the Holy Ghost. You say, why did I say, I should not have said sit. No, me, I know what is going on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot be a sitting, I said it on Sunday, you cannot be a sitting dog in the realm of the supernatural. You are playing with your life. You are born of the spirit, oh. You are born of the Holy Ghost. God has raised you above the malevolent unseen. Principalities are past. So when you are preaching the gospel, the way your, the, your ministry is effective is by the ministry of prayer. The ministry of prayer. We will pray on Saturday. Don't be doing... Carry the gospel in your heart and pray. We sang a song. Holy Ghost, you and I will change the world. This morning. That song is good that you are affirming it. But you see, the way that will be executed is a man that carries the ministry in the place of prayer. What we call the Holy Ghost, what we call the Holy Ghost is the spirit. Don't see what, don't see what Zechariah called it. It is the spirit of grace and supplication. The spirit of grace and so what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? So the gospel is not advice. It's not therapy. The gospel is war. Say it. The gospel is war. You are not saying it way. Say the gospel is war. It is. It's a supernatural war. It's a supernatural war. I want you to get up and pray. I want you to pray for yourself and say, the ministry of the Lord 
I put it in my heart. Pray, pray for yourself. That the ministry of the Lord has God's temple, has God's temple, has God's house. I carry. Pray for you. Open your mouth and pray. I'm not a sitting duck in the supernatural. I embody, I embody the supernatural element of the Father. Pray for yourself. Pray, 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 pray. Open your mouth and pray. Speak in other tongues. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Over principalities and powers. Over principalities and powers. In this territory. In the name of Jesus. I come against you. By the authority in the name. I come against you. By the authority in the name. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Pray, pray, pray. Lekobo shata. Librado shatele geben. Mashatala gabarado. Repateso kombrade shata. Ambato shate. Rekete pelegeto. Mateteko. Lekete Beneskite lepa kusa kata lama raya jalem menesistia maros over I walk in my office. supernatural. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 Pray for yourself. This is the ministry of the Spirit. The 
ministry of the Spirit is carrying out here. This is this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is the ministry of the Spirit. The power of God is at work now. You are releasing God's power. Pray. 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 Let Kabalagados. Over the rebellion in the world. Over the rebellion in the world. You come against it. You come against it. By the power of the Holy Ghost. You come against it. In the name of Jesus. You come against it. In Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Minister of God. Pray for yourself. Pastor. Pray for yourself. Leader. Pray for yourself. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. The fire of God is coming. The fire of God is coming. The fire of God is coming. The fire of the Spirit. 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 Upon my ministry. Upon my ministry. Pray. 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 Let the burden of heaven. Let the assignment of God overwhelm your heart. Selembe kusa kata maya alembe don't stop. If the supernatural world is real, you are more real in it. Pray. I want you to hold somebody. Hold somebody now. Hold, hold. Just form a line. And begin to pray like that. Pray for your ministries. Pray for your ministries. Don't sit down. Pray, 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 pray. pray. The fire of God. Over my ministries. The fire of God. The fire of God. The fire of God. The fire of God. Yes. The glory of God. The glory of God. Against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, I come against them. I come against them. Leke patoya, rababa patoya, repete sekete le manuska kaya, repakusa kata la manazia, manembereskete kusha kaya, le parasisketi la paya, ala paraya, alembenea. Ha le paaya 
Kalamba Ruskutu la Pasha Paka, Elem Benezesketi la Paya, Marepa Baba 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 Baba, Elem Mende Pasa, Maruskutu la Pasha Kaya, Repete Kusakaya, Repakata Kata Kata. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Aha. Things are changing in your ministry now. Things are happening. Yes. Things are happening. You are gaining boldness. You are gaining boldness. You are getting bold. 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 Pray. Pray. Don't sit down. Pray. Don't sit down. Pray. Get up. Get up. Pray. 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 Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. This is the wrestling. 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 The fire of God. The fire of God. Pray for yourself. Over my ministry. Yes. Amen. 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 You see, I want you to know that what we are doing, this is the supernatural realm that we are in. Praise God. Yes, man of God, sir. This will give us more direction. Watch. The Spirit of God told me to do this. This will give us more direction. You'll see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. He's if I'm sharpening you. I'm sharpening you. I'm sharpening you as an arrow in my hands. I'm sharpening you. I'm sharpening you. I'm sharpening you. I'm shooting you into nations. I'm sharpening you up. I'm sharpening you. I'm sharpening you with my word. I'm cleansing you with my words. With my words. I'm sharpening you and I'm shooting you into nations. I'm equipping you. I'm bringing wisdom. I'm bringing understanding. 
opening. I'm bringing revelation that the fire you experience, that opening that you're experiencing right. now right. is my spirit. Right. It's the deposit of my spirit. That's right. It's That's finding right. expression. Right. He said, do not hold yourself. That's right. Do not hold yourself. That's right. Open up, open up, That's open right. up, That's open right. up. That's so right. I'm flowing, I'm flowing. Right. Even as you continue to open up, right. I'm flowing. There is more. You continue to see more. Uh -huh. Now continue to see more. Uh -huh. That there is no limitation. Uh -huh. He said, remember, they limited me by their unbelief. Uh -huh. Remember, they limited me. They restricted me because of their unbelief. Right. But unto you, you have believed. That's right. And because you have believed, there shall be a greater performance. Yes. Because you have believed, there wait, shall wait, be wait, a greater wait. flow. Because you have believed, you it. shall see more. That's you it. shall see more. That's Not it. tomorrow, but now. That's you it. shall see more. And it's flowing. And it's flowing. Say, can you see it? Can you see it? it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? The fire is increasing. Can you see it? That's Don't it. hold. Don't hold it. 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 Just release yourself. Release it. Release it. Release it. I'm flowing. I'm flowing. I'm flowing, says the Spirit of the Lord. I'm flowing, says the Spirit of the Lord. Do not look at your yesterday. Look at what I'm doing in you now. Look at what I'm doing in you right now. I am increasing the fire. I'm increasing the passion. I'm increasing the zeal. I'm increasing the passion. I'm increasing the zeal. I'm increasing the passion. I'm increasing the zeal. He said, I will sustain that which you are experiencing. I will sustain it, says the Spirit of the Lord. I will sustain it. I will sustain it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Still remain in the place of prayer. Still remain in the place of prayer. You see, I want you to understand. Listen to me. You see, I have, I have, I have things to say. But you see, in the place of study and in the place of meditation, the Spirit of God told me to do what we are doing. Because it's going to launch some of us into a different dimension of the supernatural. I'm telling you the truth. It's going to launch some of us into a different dimension of the supernatural. Even people that you least expected. I'm telling you. So don't joke with what we are doing. Don't joke with what we are doing at all. You see, what we are talking about is to tell you that the way you will approach the ministry of the Christ is that you will approach it from a supernatural way. Amen. Once you begin to do that, like the prophecy said, it will open you, right? It will open you into a greater flow of the Holy Ghost. I want you to hold your hands. We are still going to pray. At this one, we are going to pray. That the ministry of God's spirit, the ministry of the anointed ones, right? That was upon those guys of old, right? I have that same flow and that same grace. Now, are you getting what I'm saying? That same. That is, let me tell you, what I'm telling you is that I'm, I want you to pray that you see like what Moses saw. Amen? You will see like the prophets of old. Amen? Are you ready? Are you ready? You see? Because seeing like that places you, right? Makes you walk, right? In that do dominion that God has purchased for you in Christ. That's it. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Don't get tired, though. Don't get tired. Please pray for yourself. In the next five minutes, or less, pray this one. Pray this one. 
Minister of God, pray. Minister of God, pray. Pastor, pray. Pastor, pray. Pray. The power of God. The boldness of the Spirit. The boldness of the Spirit. The boldness of the Spirit. The fire of God, the fire of God, the fire of God, the fire of God upon these ones, the fire of the Spirit upon these ones, O God, the fire of God, the fire of the Spirit upon these ones. Oh God, we pray. Oh God, we pray. Amen. Sit down. Praise God. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, what we are doing is so that you must understand that what we just did is that we have made power of, of the power of God available. Amen. Do you hear what I said? We have made the power of God available. Hallelujah. 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 You see, that which is working in you is of a greater measure. I'm telling you, what God will cause you to do in this world by the virtue of you being in this meeting. <laughs> see, 
You cannot be hearing this and not think that God doesn't have a plan for you. Are you listening? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Huh? You can't be hearing this. The reason why you have been granted grace to receive this, because this is grace. Not everybody has heard this. Amen? The reason why this door of utterance has come to you is because God desires you to walk in the prophetic. Don't you understand? There is a prophetic order of our faith. Ah. You don't know the ministry of the prophets? Amen? Hallelujah. That ministry is a ministry where God will open the eyes of men to see what men, other men cannot see. Right? To answer questions that has plagued the hearts of men. Bringing solutions to, the, to this darkened world. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So you cannot think of yourself as just ordinary. Ordinary care. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Amen. For the supernatural is what you have access into. For the supernatural is not something that you are wanting for or you are looking for. For that which you are is that you are called the supernatural. As you stay, see the Lord. As you stay, see the Lord. In the place of the supernatural, so will I open to you more of my spirit, more of my spirit, more, more. For there is more in me. There is more in my spirit, hear the Lord. There is more in my spirit. That more is beyond what you can think or imagine. It's beyond what, what you can think or imagine. So do well to stay in the supernatural. As you stay there, as you remain there, you will build boldness, hear the Lord. You will build boldness, hear the Lord. Boldness to confront the works of darkness. Boldness to confront principalities and powers. Ha, ha. I speak to you, say the Lord. I speak to you, say the Lord. For you will put enemies to flee. I say you will put enemies to flee. You will put enemies to flee. You will put enemies to flee. That's which I have given to you, say the Lord. Is greater, far greater than your imagination. Oh, you will put enemies to flee, say the Lord. You will put enemies to flee. Ooh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Levere sopatosha. Mango kuto sopralia. Mino shapa te si kotubra nenin. Manda pachufra te lia. Alika to sopra de di sofrata. Mando shapalaga day, brado satalagadol. Mashatalaga banigedo sopanigaday. You see? You have thought of yourself as small. You have thought of yourself as just ordinary. What has affected you is your past. There's somebody here. You have allowed your past determine if God will be able to lift you up and use you for great things. There's somebody like that. 
You are allowing your past determine, and you are here. Oh, the Lord is saying you are going to change now. You got to drop that mentality. You have to. You have to. You have to. Because the ministry of my spirit does not have any business with your past. It doesn't have any business with your past. Hear the law. It wants you to focus more. Focus more. Focus more. Focus more on my spirit. And you see, as you focus more, it will become your identity. It becomes your identity. It becomes your identity. It becomes your identity. Glory to God. Glory. 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 Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Amen. Let's continue. I thought we are going home. No, we'll go back to the world. That's how we're doing it. Amen. Amen. Are, 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 you, are you seeing who you are now? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You can see why we cannot order, what's that English? I don't know how to say it. When you lower something, or the, is it or the treat? <laughs> My God is confirming that prophecy. Well, somebody was helping me in that English. Eh? Underestimate. Well, that's not teacher, but I will take it like that. So that's, it's audit, audit, audit. Adult, eh, what is it? Adult trade. Sorry. I don't really know English like that. Oh, what is it? Oh, I've forgotten it again. Eh? Adult traits. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> adult traits. Do you want to hear things like that? You know, you cannot adult ad the gospel. You cannot mix the gospel. Sorry. You know, I'm, I'm Yoruba. Amen. Praise God. So that's why when you are preaching the gospel, right, you don't mix it. Do you know why? Because you know that when you say it, it has the ability to change a man completely. Ha. I'll tell you a story before we go back, if there's time. Uh, a friend of mine uh, is, a, is a pastor in my church now. He was, he was sharing with me about... Um, check, check. He was... Praise God. It's me. My voice is gone. So a friend of mine was saying that um, he, he, he attended, um, what's it called, Christ Embassy in, I think, in high school and, and university. So he was telling me that he was in Christ Embassy and Pastor Christopher Kilomen was teaching. And Pastor Christopher Kilomen said something. He said that if you are here and you have been in all courts before, raise up your hand. It, they were in Bini. It was a Bini campus something. That, that time, Pastor Christian used to do campus ministries you know, that year. So he was there. So virtually everybody in the front row, and the front row, they all pastors. They raised up their hand. You see, why I said that story is because look at what has happened to them. They were messengers of darkness before. Right? They've now become messengers of light. You don't, don't you understand that it is the gospel that can only do that? Don't you get it? Somebody has wasted his life. Right? Somebody has wasted his life with different kind of iniquity and sin. One day, 
The power of the age to come, the Holy Ghost. Walk, now walks in a man. Eh? And now meets him. You see, and that man that is walking in, they now mix it. He sees the gospel as it is. All of a sudden, the new creation is born. Immediately, immediately, his life changes. He WKO says, that is the greatest miracle. The miracle of the new birth. Don't you understand what we have been called into? Nobody has this, nobody has this commission. Elon Musk doesn't have this commission. Elon Musk says he wants to change the world. He wants to, he wants to, he wants to make the world a better place. He cannot do it. How can Elon Musk make the world a better place? <laughs> I like him with it, I do. <laughs> but you know, you, I'm telling you. Because where real change can happen is in the heart of man. That's where the real change happens. And the only thing that can cause the change is the power of the gospel. The power of the Holy Ghost. You see why NECF cannot hold catatismus and leave a section huh, for talent hunt. Because showing talent hunt lowers the gospel. Some churches will do it. We can't do it here. Amen? Sharing with my church guys. When we started, there was a church we went to. Ah! That church, eh? Because they saw the grace of God on my life. They said, I will be the pastor. They wanted to, they wanted to ordain me. And I said, I said I'm, I'm a pastor already. They said, no, 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 no. They now said, so they now wanted to open the, church, the youth church. They called them... Chosen breed. That was like the new church. So they now, so they, when, when they wanted to start the church, guess what they wanted to do? In a church, it's not drama. They did wrong way. You know what wrong way is? <laughs> they did it to, to bring people. They did it. Ah, wrong. I, I was there now. Me and this, my pastor friend, that told me about. No, I. <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, they, they arranged the hall. The they put it, after they did the wrong way, they now did them. Um, I now went to meet the pastor. I said, ah, sir, this thing is no, this thing. He said, no, Ulu is not like that. You want to do all this. So by next year, because it was towards the end of the year, so by next year, we'll now start teaching the word after people have come. You know, you know, you know mentioned Kenyon. Because he knows I like Kenyon. So we'll now start focusing on Kenyon realities. I say, ah, ah. I left here. Of course, I will leave now. Before they corrupt me too. Before me, I start saying it doesn't matter. Ah. And I was start doing it. God forbid. The power of God forever. Ah, you're supposed to say that with me. The power of God forever. The Holy Ghost forever. You don't get it. The Holy Ghost forever. Ah. You see, that's which I have heard. Eh? That's which they've told me in this ministry thing. Right? I must make sure that the person who committed it to me, right? I must not disappoint. His men, oh. Do you understand? His men. We have been given this ministry. 
we must handle it with care. Because why? The ministry is the ministry of souls. I've told you, this work is a work of souls. You cannot play with souls. Are you listening? Amen? Amen? Sir, am I making sense? Are you getting what I'm saying? I know, I know, you may not like it. Right? You may not like it that they are not, we're not relaxing a little. We're not doing, I know you may not like it, but you are, the fact that you are still remaining here is showing you that the spirit is gaining dominance over your flesh. Huh? Places, instead of teaching God's word, they will do praise night. I'm not saying praise night is bad though. Do you understand? But you see, praises, amen, must not overshadow the place of the word. Why am I talking to you people like this? Let me tell you why I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you like this because I know God is giving you ministries over men. That's why I'm talking to you like this. So that when you have ministries over men, you will not, be, you will not compromise. My mentor used to say this. He said, it is good for a young man to know how to set his sail when he begins ministry. Know your message. Know what you want to teach. Know how you want to teach it. It's good. So that as you are growing, somebody will not say, let us add this. Let you say, ah, that's not how we received it. That's not how we received it. So if you know that you are going to have oversight over men, if you know, I believe you, I believe it. That's why I'm preaching. I mean, pastors, don't you believe it? We believe, that's why we are preaching. Because we know in five years, in three years, in ten years, we know that you will probably be in charge over the lives of others. And you will train them the way you are being trained now. So that you will tell those people how you received it. This is how it is. Amen? Are you listening? So the Bible says to Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. Hardness is this. Do you know how many hours you are spending in catatismos here in the world? Let me tell you, you are averaging six hours per day to hear the word. Eh? 30 hours of teaching. You will now come out, 30 hours of teaching. You will now say, let us, you can't say that. You can't. If you say that, I... we'll send you to the toilet, lock you up in the toilet to pray in tongues. Ah, I heard Pastor Chris when they started. He called some of his pastors. He, you know, ah, I don't know how to you know these containers. These containers where you store things. He locked them inside. He locked them. He said, go inside. Told them to pray. He said, he will not come, Pastor Chris will not come from time to time. He will open his eyes, he will catch breeze, put them inside again. And your hardness. He said, ah, what is there now? Is that how, is that how God, are we not under grace? That is grace. You don't know that's grace? Okay, think it's not grace. Don't think it's grace. That's grace. So, Saturday, I'm, this one is, this one is what we just did. Is all, this thing. Saturday, 14 hours, come. Do you understand? Although, use wisdom. Don't be using energy like we use. Use wisdom to do that one. So, by the time you get to four hours, you'll not get tired. <laughs> Amen. But pray. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? The ministry of the Spirit is the ministry of prayer. The work of God is engineered by that. Amen? Are you with me? Have, let's see where I will reach in 14 minutes. In this my notes. Praise God. So you see why the gospel is a war. Do you see that? Can you see that? Amen? So when people are complaining, I've left my notes again. When people are complaining in the world, that look at, look at sin in the world, don't join them to complain. No. Don't join them to complain. You understand that something is going on behind the scene. So what do you do? You get on your knees. You begin to pray. You begin to pray. Look at Cyprus. You don't understand things. Look at Cyprus. The wickedness in Cyprus, uh, yes. The wickedness in Cyprus. The evil spirit at work in Cyprus is the spirit of mammon. You think it's a joke? It's the spirit of mammon. It's an evil spirit. Where people will betray one another for the purpose of money. Where men, young men, whom God died for, paid for, will come to the island and sell their souls for money and fame. For popularity. Where ladies will do crazy things just for money. You think it's just, um, ah, things are hard. It's not about things are hard. That is the deception of the enemy, to say things are hard. It's not that. It's not that. When you hear that, if you are a minister of the gospel, you get on your knees. This nation belongs to the Lord. The lives that are entering this nation belongs to the Lord. And you are praying. You are praying. You are praying. You see, when you're going to, that's how, that's how, that's how God delivers nations to men. No? Read it now. Psalm 2. He said, ask of me, and I will give thee anything for thy inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for thy, for, 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 uh, for um, what was it now? The uttermost part of the earth. Can't remember the last phrase there. So that means that when you see the things happening, don't join the bad work and say, mm, ah, mm. no, don't join the bad, bad work. Don't, don't do that. You get on your knees and pray. If you have friends who are like that, talk to them about the gospel. Pray for them. You see, when God sees a man who is serious, right, about saving other men, God commits more of his spirit upon him. You don't know? That's how men rise in the spirit. It's not lie, oh. That's how men gain. Permit me, I don't like using this word, but that's how men gain stature in the spirit. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening? Praise God. Say, say this with me. I'm an active participator in the ministry of God's spirit. On the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's, let's just get somewhere and close. Amen. Okay. So, uh, 
Okay, so we're talking about supernatural things, right? So let's just see uh, where we're going to go from there. Praise God. Don't be tired, though. Don't be tired. You have eaten rice. I've not eaten. Me, I've not eaten. No. That's why I don't eat, so I'll use that as an excuse. If me, I'm still talking, and you have eaten, and you have eaten, ah, that means, don't say it's the power of God. You have the same power. So if that's the case, you are supposed to be more active. Amen. Sarah, am I? Amen. 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 So, so, yeah, we're talking about supernatural things. Uh, um, Tomorrow, I'm going to go into details about it, but for now, let's just continue. (laughs) Okay, so, so, you know, we said about supernatural things that Paul will call them in a codified language, principalities, powers, might, and dominions, right? We saw that, right? Okay, so... So now, so we said that the in the in Genesis six and that um, Deuteronomy thirty two, we saw that it was they were called sons of God, right? Called sons of God. So in Psalm eighty two, we said that God judged the Elohims, right? God Jordan Halloween. Let's look at Daniel 7. Uh, is it? Mm. Before, before, we, before we go to Daniel 7, do you understand this Elohim part? Is it a bit clear? Eh? Eh? Answer now. Is it clear? Okay. So let us. Now I want to read. Um, I want to read a version for you. This is one of the most um, accurate um, Septuagint. It's an English Septuagint. It's called um, of Genesis six, right? Of Genesis six. I just want to read it for you, of how it is called. So of Genesis six. Don't worry. Just listen to me. From verse 1, right, of Genesis. You can, you, can look at, you can look at the Bible and follow me if you want to, but you can listen to. So Genesis 6, 1, it says, It happens when humans begin to become numerous upon the earth, and they had daughters, the angels of God, so this, this Genesis, they called it the angels of God, having seen the daughters of humans, and they were beautiful, took for themselves women from all whom they picked out. The Lord God said, My breath will suddenly not reside in these humans, for very long, because they are flesh, that days will be 120 years. Now, this version of this Genesis is about the sons of God. They call them angels, right? Angels. Now, and you know, <clears throat> now in verse 4, it says, verse 4 says, of Genesis is 4, it says, now giants were upon, okay, what is, what's, what's that, NLT? Please go back to KJ. Why are you bringing that night? Please go back to KJ. <laughs> okay, so verse 4 says, Now giants were upon the earth in those days. After that, whenever... So they called them... Look at Notice that in verse 4, they said giants in the earth, right? Then the next thing, it now says sons of God, right? So in other words... Um, where other versions use angels of God, right? What they are actually talking about is sons of God. Do you understand that, right? 
So now, how do we know that these ones in Genesis 6 are not angels in terms of beings? It's because of what happened later and what they resulted into. Man became wicked. Man became corrupted. And we have corroborated that with Psalm 82, remember? And even Psalm 89. Can you remember that? Good. So it's so important there. So now, go to 1 Corinthians 8. Um, oh, don't worry. Do 1 Corinthians 8. Don't worry. That's, that's too much. I just want to write this down. So, in other words, sin. So because of this supernatural being that made man fall, so we see that sin is supernatural first, right? Right? Sin is supernatural. So, <clears throat> write this down. The first archetype, the first archetype of sin, that's the first example of sin that we see was supernatural. Right? It's supernatural. It therefore means our study of the scriptures must be done with supernatural lenses. Our study of the scriptures must be done with supernatural lenses. So, just like our pastor Victor was teaching us about the context, which that is important, right? You must also see a, a supernatural context in the activities of the scriptures, right? You must see that also. So, for example, go to Hebrews 11. This is where I just want to pick up from then. The next 20 minutes, I'll stop. Go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Just want to show you something there. Are you there? So in Hebrews 11, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not what? Not seen. He says, for by it the elders obtain a good report. So the writer of Hebrews here makes a summary of the Old Testament for us in Hebrews 11. Now look at verse 3. He says, through faith we understand, right? That what? The words. That word there, words, it's referring to events. That's what it means. Events. So it's saying that through faith we understand that the events of the Old Testament were framed by the word of God. Are you seeing that? Yeah? The events of the Old Testament were framed by the word of God. Now, the next, notice the next phrase. There is it. So that what? Things which are seen were not made of things which what appear. Now another translation says it like this. It says the things we see were made by something that can't be seen. Right? What I'm saying here is that I'm showing you that in the cre even in creation, there were unseen beings, unseen elements, right? God himself was part of that, right? That created things that now appear physically. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the things which were seen, the things that we are seeing, were made of the unseen. 
were made of things that were not seen. So what does the writer of Hebrew, what, did they, what does the writer of Hebrew do? The writer is saying that the background of the event of the Old Testament is the supernatural world. Should I say that again? Say it again. The writer of Hebrews is saying that the background of the event of the Old Testament is the supernatural world. In other words, there was an unseen world in all of the events. There was an unseen world in all of what? The events. So write this down. So in your interpretation of scriptures, you must have the language context, the culture context, right? And the supernatural context. I'll say it again. In your interpretation of scriptures, you must see the language context, the culture context, and the supernatural context. So, which means that, which means that all the wars, the ministries, the exploits, the disobedience that we are seeing in the Old Testament, they all add a supernatural context. Are you following? They all add a supernatural context. Let me say it again. The wars, the ministries, the disobedience, they all add a supernatural, the exploit also. They all add a supernatural, speaking of that, I didn't say exploit today. All the wars, ministries, and disobedience, they all add a supernatural context. Right? So that means that you must not divorce the supernatural from the scriptures. You must not divorce the supernatural from the scriptures. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So, uh, I'll begin to close from here. So, we'll just we'll pick it up next week. So, they were... <laughs> Anytime I say next week, I think I'm, that's when I'm tired. <laughs> okay, so, so, there were beings that God created... Who were called sons of God. So now the writer of Hebrew makes gives us that distinctions also. I, I believe we're still in Hebrew. So go go to Hebrew one. Hebrew one. Hebrew chapter one. And we're just going to read, pick some verses. Again, in Hebrew one verse three. He says, who being, this is talking about Jesus here. Jesus is, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels. As he, uh, now, again, let me just say this. When he says angels here, right, just because... Because look at what we have done so far. We have seen that angels can be explained also as the sons of God, right? 
Okay, so it's just important. I want to say something now. He says, being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me. So now, let me tell you why I know that these angels here in verse 4 is not referring to angels as we know it. Do you understand? It's actually referring to principalities and powers. I'll tell you why. Look at that verse 4 very clearly. It says, being made so much better than the angels, he had by inheritance obtained what? A more excellent name than they. Can you tell me a place in the epistles that something is like this? Who knows a place in the epistles that there's something like this where Jesus is giving eh? Philippians 2, right? So let's read it. There are two places, Philippians 2. So it's similar, right? So let's, let's, let's look at Philippians 2. Show you. I'll show you the one I wrote in my notes, Philippians 2. Philippians 2. So, <clears throat> verse 9. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. So, what you are saying is that Jesus has a name over certain things, right? So, now go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 is better. You see how Ephesians qualify. Paul is teaching something very similar, right? Are you saying that? So go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse. Let's read from verse 20. It says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at. Now, what we read in Hebrews, is it about the resurrection of Jesus too? Right? Philippians, is it about the resurrection of Jesus too? This one is about the resurrection of Jesus. So let's read what he says. He says, when you raise him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies. 21. Far what? Uh-huh. Might and doom. And what? Every name that is now. The every name that is named will be principalities, powers, might, and dominions. Right? Right? He says, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So if we corroborate all those places and get back to Hebrews, right? When he says he has given him an excellent name above angels, where your mind should go to is principalities and powers. He is above them. Are you following? So listen, when he now says in verse 5, which of the angels at any time did he say, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies a footstool? That statement is also talking about authority. So he's saying now, which of these sons of God did he give authority? Are you getting what I'm saying now? Huh? So he's trying to tell you again that Jesus Christ is higher and above the sons of God. Are you following? Huh? Okay. So I know some of you are very tired, right? I can see that. But because is when people are no longer writing, just know that you are tired. <laughs> so I know you are tired. So. <laughs> But don't worry, I'll soon be done, okay? I promise you, I will not finish this time. Don't worry, I'll soon be done, okay? I promise you that. But I'm a man. <laughs> All right. So, so back to Hebrews. Back to Hebrews. Now, do you, do you get what we just did, right? Huh? Amen. Do you understand what we just did? 
Okay. So if we go back to Hebrews, if we go back to Hebrews, so where he says, uh, verse 13 now, he says, but to which of the, so again, look at that, what they say, verse 13. But which, to which of the angels said he had any time? Sit on my right hand until I make the enemy. He says, are they not all ministering what? Spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Heirs of salvation is man, right? Is man. So he's saying that these spirits, right, they were to provide aid to man. Amen? Okay. So this, and these are, now, did they, this spirit, did they do it? No. Good. They did not do it. Now, okay, so Hebrews 2, just making sure that um, you have strong context on this. So when you're, if you're able to teach, if you're going to teach another person, you're able to, uh, because the point is you should teach another person. That's the goal. This training is to be able to, so that the ministry of Christ will be produced in you. Amen. Praise God. All right. Um, Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, 7. Go there. So he's talking about, let's read from verse 6. But one in a certain place that's a fine saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou madest him a little lower than where? The angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and thou set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see, not yet all things put on thine. But we see who? We see who? Who was made a little lower than the angels. So, in other words, what this means is that the writer of Hebrews tells us that when Jesus came, right, into the world, he did not take the nature of these sons of God, right? He took on the nature of the seed of Abraham, right? That's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. You see that there. So, which means that the sons of God that we have been, right, can, where we are going to see the sons of God, they will be operating, right, with the seed of Abraham. We have seen that. You should get that now. We'll be operating with the seed of Abraham. Praise God. Praise God. So, what we know, which, I'm closing my notes, so you know I'm about to close. I'm not going to go there. Because the next place I want to enter is back to you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Because that's where we are coming from. Remember, it's Matthew 16. So, yeah. So, what we have seen so far is that when Peter says you are the Christ, the son of the living God, this, that statement is to give a distinction between Christ, the son of the living God, and these other sons who were in disobedience, or who are in disobedience, and this Christ, or the Christ, is obedient, right? He fulfills his ministry. Of course, he's God, right? That became a man. So the point we have made today is this, that when you look at that statement, you are the, you are the son of the living God, is to tell us that where we are going to draw, right, our own identity from will be from this son. Amen? Not from this other supernatural being. But what we will be doing to this supernatural being is that we will be pushing them back into darkness. Amen? That's, that's our calling. We will be pushing them back into darkness. 
because of where we are found today in Christ, in the anointed. Are you blessed? Let's give God praise. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey. Amen.